Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. We are at episode 82 of the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast, and today our guest is Raquel Cohen. She is a magical being. We are going to dive into incorporating plants into our homes, into the homes of our clients so that we can uplift the vibration within those spaces. Raquel Cohen is a spiritual life coach, nature connector, plant stylist, energy worker, and intuitive medium. She is the creator, owner of Infinite Succulent, a San Diego-based wellness and botanical styling company, the author of Everyday Plant Magic, and Infinite Succulent. Raquel's previous work as an environmental educator and wild animal specialist left her anxious and depressed about society's destruction of nature. A creative relationship with plants transformed her life, and now Raquel is dedicated to reconnecting people with their souls through nature's infinite love, along with creative, intuitive, respectful, and magical interactions with the natural world. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here, with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. I have Raquel Cohen on with us. Welcome, Raquel. I'm super excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yay. Okay. So before we start and get into all the juiciness, I'm going to set our space. And I know you have beautiful candles. We were just looking at her gorgeous bell candles and all the other things that she's got going on. And I'm going to light our candle here just to connect with creativity, communication, connection, all those beautiful things. So I have a beautiful, I'm almost at the end of this, um, Mithras beeswax candle. Um, yeah, so good. And, I bet it um, smells nice too. Oh, it's fantastic. I like to roll up my own beeswax candles. Yes. And they're so much fun to watch them burn. They're fantastic. I know. They just like kind of melt and they go in and then all the little yeah. hexagons kind of melt away. Yeah. Yes. So rad. It's really satisfying. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done a little bit of candle magic um, with my Patreon group. And also we did them at one of the moon circles. I do a lot of moon circles in person and we rolled some candles and put the oils and herbs in them. And Yeah, 
Yeah, well, we should collaborate on a moon circle because I often bring magical candles for people to make, and we'll I'll bring herbs. And with the beeswax roll up, you can yep. actually sprinkle stuff in them as you roll. Oh them yeah, up. we roll them into so, it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And we can even write your your words on little pieces of paper and roll those in too. So it's actually one of the rituals in my book is these ah. magical candles. So we should definitely collaborate on yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. We so okay. Yeah. We're going to do that. <laughs> we're like, all right, what are we going to do? We're going to make all kinds of magic. <laughs> all the fun things. <laughs> oh, so good. I'm going to pull a card. I've got the Modern Witch Tarot deck. Um, That's my favorite. Them. I work with that deck every yeah. morning. I love that deck. I you know, and I are just too. aligned. <laughs> You're like, what? And usually I pull crystal cards. Is it right there? Yeah, it's right there. (laughs) We got all the things together. We are so aligned. It's hilarious. Um, Yeah, so usually I pull crystal cards. And today's like, you know what? I want to pull some tarot. And this is the deck that I use for like most of my readings. If it's not this deck, then it's my traditional Rider Waite. Yeah, I really like this one because I feel like it's it's super modern, but it has that traditional feel to it still. Um, oh yeah, I really fantastic. I love working with that deck. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what we have for us today. And I read all my cards right side up, so we'll turn that one over. Uh, justice, ah. harmony, balance. You know, I always connect this with Libra, which is my sign, my sun sign. But yeah, I think just getting back in harmony and, and balance. I've I've been feeling myself like really wonky just because I overloaded myself on design and I was just stressing hard, but I think I'm able to come back to having some play and some work together. So. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. It definitely speaks to me too, because over these last week and this week, I've been really feeling the energy of this full moon we have tomorrow. And it's this full moon in Gemini and the Gemini is like the twins and like the two voice, like the higher brain and the lower brain. And it is learning to balance out like the voice of criticism versus the voice of opportunity and possibility. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, yeah. that really resonates for me as well. Not to mention just yeah. looking at the world right now and, and kind of this arc toward justice and, and seeing what's going on and in the world and feeling this sense from the collective of pushing against injustice you know yeah for sure so it's just it's it's interesting <laughs> you know and and libra and gemini are both air signs and that really yeah. has to do with all that that space and yeah so cool my eldest is a libra and she's all about balance she? it's so cute yeah she's all about fairness mm-hmm. and you know a lot of times Aww. there's like mom it's just not fair and you know i say honey like life like, isn't always fair right like that's not a guarantee and yeah. she's like well that's if that's the case then it's it. on us to make it more fair which is so libra <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh she's so cute how old is she she's 11 and i'm like you are 100 percent right yes <laughs> I have an 11 year old, 11 year old and a 10 year old. <laughs> yeah. I have an 11 year old and a nine year old. So yeah, we're, we really are very aligned, very similar, <laughs> even, even so down good. to our initials. <laughs> yeah. RC, Raquel RC. and Rachel. <laughs> so funny. It's amazing. Whenever I start, I always ask, you know, what is home? And I'd love to know what's home for you at the moment. What does that look like? It's such a beautiful question. And I actually wanted to sit with that question a little bit. Like, what is home? What does that mean to me? And I think for me, it's really about, it almost reminds me a little bit of like an altar. And it's 
For me, mm. home is the cultivation of a space and an energy together. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like cultivating, creating this space where you feel both this ability to be totally held and supported and restored, but also you have that space to feel inspired and expanded. So it's kind of like creating a home justice coming back to balance you have yeah. that sense of balance in your home for the acceptance for the belonging for the restoration and then you also mm -hmm. have the space in the home that gets you to want to grow and expand and be curious it's both of those things in one space yeah. oh i love i love the word that you use was belonging because you always belong when you're at home yeah, yeah. that's so true and i think some, we've for so long we've really associated home with the physical structure and I think right. now we're recognizing a lot about like coming home within ourselves right that sense of belonging mm -hmm. that I think is such a core human need and Absolutely. belonging and not fitting in but truly belonging which means being accepted for who you yeah. are as sure. you are right here right now mm -hmm. and I think that that is something that we all deserve and hopefully um, the world is hopefully moving toward a place of people feeling yeah. like whoever they are that they belong because they do yeah for sure I was telling you just before this that I was at Pigment one of the stores here in San Diego and that's really funny and and I have a, a history with um, Amy who owns Pigment we go back to when I worked at Mixture and she was an artist that would bring in her art and I would sell her art. And then they decided to create, you know, their, their space in collaboration with someone else. And, and it was a shoe store and art. And then they separated and created pigment. And so I was in there because um, I always like to drop in and just see what's going on. And I saw your book on the shelf and I told you, I just grabbed it. I was like, I need that. I didn't look inside. I didn't do anything. I was just like, this, I'm just going to take this. It's the only thing I bought in there that day. <laughs> I was just oh my in there for a short little thing. I grabbed it. And then I came home and I was like looking through it and I was trying to find you and I, I think I found your information in the back and then I I messaged you on Instagram and then you reminded me that we actually know each other <laughs> that we met a long time ago yeah and I'm just like oh my god I need to have you come on the podcast because you're talking about plants and magic and all these beautiful rituals and and it fits right in with holistic interior design and supporting our designers and helping them with tools um to be able to reconnect with nature and i just I, I just fell in love with it and and everything that you're doing so i would love to kind of get your origin story and how you came into the world of plants and magic and just yeah just kind of get a nice little background yeah, on, well, on all that you are <laughs> Well, thank you. And thank you so much for that beautiful story. I'm so honored. Like I, my heart is so full when you went into pigment and there's so many beautiful things at pigment. So for the book oh, yeah. to really stand out to you, that makes me so happy. So thank you so much for that. You know, my yeah. background is actually in environmental education. I spent over a decade working in environmental education at places like Monterey Bay Aquarium, the San Diego Zoo, Sea Life Park Hawaii, New England Aquarium. Oh my gosh. And I, I worked both as an educator as well as a wild animal specialist and trainer. So when I was in Hawaii, I was working with dolphins and some whales and seals and sea lions, and I would help to release these little baby sea turtles. Oh, it was oh amazing. 
amazing. Um, and then when I was at the wild animal park or the safari park here, I trained and worked with all kinds of animals from like alligators and birds to the lions and the cheetahs mm. um, and the New Guinea singing dogs who were like my favorite. Um, no, I didn't have a favorite. They were all my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so my background was really in connecting people with nature. That's always been something that is just like so big in my heart. I was raised in a pretty religious environment. I was raised in modern Orthodox Judaism. I am not a religious person. I have never been a religious person, but raised in this kind of insular religious community, I always felt like there was something more. And I definitely didn't feel connection to divinity from, you know, all the rules and regulations of religion. For me, it just felt like, I don't get this. This seems really, uh, just very rule oriented, very authoritative. There was a lot of love. There was a lot of community, but for me, there was always something missing. And there was a lot of spending time in synagogues growing up, a lot of prayer, a lot of, you know, even having to like read the old Testament and Hebrew and Aramaic. And like, I mean, it was very intense. I learned a lot, but for me, I felt the divinity. I felt God for lack of a better word. I like to use the word creator now, but I felt creator energy in nature, when I was going for walks, when I was climbing trees, when I was at the ocean, like any moment that I was Mm -hmm. engaged with the natural world, that's when I felt the spark of divine. And for me, that spark of the divine was really enhanced through the recognition of our interconnectivity, recognizing that, you know, the plants feed us through their breath and we feed them through our breath. To me, like what is not more divine than that symbiotic relationship of how we we feed each other we need each other our breath breathes each other right Mm -hmm. i get chills even thinking about it it's so simple yet so magical and so beautiful so i studied ecology i moved to hawaii after my undergrad worked in marine education came back to san moved to san diego worked at the wild animal park got my master's in marine biodiversity and conservation from scripps institute of oceanography and then i moved to monterey and worked at monterey bay aquarium and while i loved what i did and loved working at susan aquarium i also was dealing with a lot of inner depression and inner anxiety Mm. and the term that i like to use for what I was feeling is known as eco-anxiety or ecophobia. And what that means is basically we are feeling a sense of mental duress and mental stress and anxiety and just existential fear over the destruction of our planet or what Mm. feels like the destruction of our planet. It's the, the environmental destruction is causing this level of anxiety and fear. And I'm sure I'm not the only person who has dealt with those feelings, especially living through the times we're living through. Absolutely. Um, so while I loved what I was doing, I recognized there was a really big disconnect between what I was feeling on the inside and what was happening on the outside. And for a long period of time, I kind of just ignored what was going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. I didn't yet have that understanding of like as above so below as within so without I wasn't there yet I wasn't really in the spiritual spaces yet and then after the birth of my second daughter when she was about six months old I had anxiety come back really really strong for me to the point where I was having terrible insomnia and I was getting like three hours of sleep every night and I had a six-month-old and a two and a half year old and 
insomnia, lack of sleep can really perpetuate and grow and like just amplify the feelings of anxiety, the feelings of depression, the feelings of just fear and worthlessness that I was feeling. Being that I had dealt with anxiety before, I noticed the signs within myself. I went back to therapy. I got on some anti-anxiety medications. I was very lucky though, because my therapist at the time was also an energy worker on the side. Oh my God. And so she knew, she saw like you're really stuck in your sacral and your third eye in particular. You're really yeah. stuck with your creativity, with your authentic expression, with you feeling like you. And so she recommended, I mean, yes, we would talk and she recommended yeah. lots of stuff, yeah. of course, but she also recommended this really beautiful book called The Artist's Way by Julia oh, Cameron. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a pretty famous one. And it's all about working through writer's block or just creative blocks. Yeah. And so I started doing morning pages where I would just journal every morning for three pages. And from there, I felt kind of like my inner spark ignite again. Wow. When I was able to kind of just leave all the worries on the paper, it, it, it was an energetic outpouring, right? So I could bring mm. out that worried, spiraling energy, leave it all on the paper. And then I was open again to receive inspiration. And the thing that inspired me at that time was succulents. And especially wow. it was creating little pieces of living art with clipped succulents from my my backyard. And yeah. I got inspired. I just had this kind of compulsion to just get creative, to get artsy. So during my daughter's afternoon naps, instead of doing the laundry and all the chores on the to-do list, I would take a few hours and I would go out in the backyard and I would clip some succulents and find some cool twigs and stones and some crystals. And I would yeah. make these terrariums, usually with like things I'd find from thrift stores because I mm -hmm. love thrift store shopping. And I just had the most magical thing happen for me is that when I was engaged in making this art with the plants, hands in the soil, yeah. moving things around, my mind went completely silent. I didn't wow. have the ruminating thoughts. And for anyone who's ever yeah. dealt with anxiety, one of the reasons anxiety is so hard to kind of let go of is because it creates the spiraling rumination of thoughts in your head yep. and you kind yep. of feel like you get trapped in them. And even with the talk therapy, even with the anti-anxiety medication, it's still, I still had those spiraling thoughts, but when I was engaged in creating with nature, those thoughts went away. In fact, all thoughts wow. went away and I was really just present, like just present with the plants, with my own creativity, with my own intuition, which I didn't know at the time but okay. started growing the more I did this. <laughs> so I started making a lot of art pieces because it, it felt so good to me. I mean, it was mm. so beneficial the way I would feel when I would do it. And then I, I loved what I was making. And so I started gifting it to neighbors and wow. friends. And then they would come to me and ask for me to make something for them to go to a party or a wedding or whatever it was. And that's really right. how my business, Infinite Succulent, started was really just okay. like from my own emotional needs, finding something that created a sense of medicine. Truly, it was medicine for yeah, me. Yeah. And 
really leaning into that joy, leaning into that sense of well-being. And because I have a background in teaching, one of my friends was like, why don't you do workshops and teach people how to make these things? So the first three years of Infinite Succulent, I was really going all around San Diego County, leading workshops in succulent art and planted art. And that's how my first book, Infinite Succulent, came to be. It actually fell into my lap. I didn't even... I didn't even request it. Like, I didn't even know I wanted that at that time. I just received an email from an editor and she's like, I am a work for the small publishing house. We want a succulent craft book. I love what you're doing. Are you interested in writing this book? So I had like two months to write a quick proposal, got it in, got that book deal. And then my first book, Infinite Succulent Miniature Living Art to Keep or Share, is a book about crafting with succulents and how you can clip Mm. them and make art and then take the art apart and replant them. And just the the infinite nature of the plants themselves, which is that they love to be clipped. They love to be made art from. They love to be repurposed. They're like little creative muses. I love Uh, them so much. (laughs) So. <laughs> As I was working with the plants, I also noticed that I would find crystals, drilled crystals, at thrift stores, mm. and I started planting mm-hmm. into the, gr- the drilled crystals. And as I continued to work with the plants, I noticed that I was having more sensitivity in my hands. And when I paired them with the mm. crystals, it was like I could feel the plant breathing as I was planting wow. it. Um, I often have a little bowl of water next to me so when I'm like making an arrangement if one of the plants root ball is really really dry I like to give it a nice drink before I replant it and I noticed that I could feel when the roots were actually starting to drink the water I could feel it move up into my hands and up into my forearm and then I could feel when the plant had had enough and was done and like I didn't know how I knew any of this I didn't know what was happening but I knew that I could feel it and I knew that I just knew (laughs) which when we talk about intuition, I can tell a little yep. bit more about, but it was kind of like following these little breadcrumbs that the plants mm-hmm. kept kind of throwing my way. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm super interested in what's going on with these crystals. I want to learn more about crystal energy, crystal metaphysics. Yeah. So I got certified as a crystal energy worker in 2018. And I started doing sessions on people using crystals. Amazing. And I also would utilize clipped succulents on the chakras as well because one of the things that's so amazing about succulents in particular is that when you clip them away from their root ball they are not dead it's not like a flower right where you have a little bit of time and then they're kind of dead and then you have to compost them give them back to earth right succulents are different you can completely clip them away from their root and they will still survive and they will actually regrow their roots most of the time. So they have this really powerful life force within them, succulents in particular. All plants do, Mm -hmm. but succulents in particular Mm -hmm. have this very kind of creative, resilient life force that I find is really, really powerful in energy sessions. And what I love about using clip succulents with my clients too is then the clients get to keep those plants and replant them and tend to them. And they have this beautiful connection with their own health and the health of the plants, which is just, it's a nice way for us to remember the symbiotic relationship we truly do have with plants. 
So that's kind of how I started getting into a little bit of energy work. And then when I was doing energy work on clients, of course, I started noticing that I would like hear things or see things or just feel things or know things and didn't really know what was (laughs) happening. So I started to take some more classes um, to kind of work on cultivating my own intuitive gifts. And in 2020, after, you know, taking a bunch of classes, I realize not only am I highly intuitive and that I can feel people's feelings, but I'm also in a medium and I have the ability to connect Mm. in with the energy of those who've passed, but I also have the energy to connect in with the energy of plants, of animals, of water, of fire, you know, it, it's it's everything like we once we kind of open up to understanding that everything is energy we recognize that things are more conscious than we ever knew before and that you know I can have a conversation with my water bottle not just the water inside the bottle but the bottle itself has a level of consciousness that we can connect in with and I know that might sound crazy (laughs) <laughs> so are very woo. Um, and it's interesting because I have a science background and I love grounding yeah. things in with science yeah. too. But going through the experiences I've gone through, I've also gotten to this point of being very open-minded about the truly multi-sensory and multi-dimensional aspects of our existence. Yeah. And that to me has created so much more magic in my life, so much more mm-hmm. happiness, so much more wellness, and truthfully, so much more acceptance. Because life for humans on earth right now is friggin' complicated. Heck yeah. <laughs> and it's not all light and love and rainbows, you know? No. It's heavy and dense and confusing and painful. And all of that is true. But what also is true is that there is a divine flow of life force energy of prana that's being sent to all of us all the time. And while everything can be terrible, everything is also amazing simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And we get to choose where we focus our attention and what we open ourselves to receive. Absolutely. And the plants have been what have taught me that in particular. (sighs) So amazing. Long story. (laughs) There's a lot going on. Um, so what are you doing right now? Are you doing a lot of the energy work with the plants with, with clients? Is that like your main? Yeah, no, I actually am pretty varied in what I do right now. Um, I definitely still do some plant styling, although that's a little bit less than what I, my focus used to be solely on plant styling and plant workshops. And, and it's funny because you know, you're all about holistic design. And I came to this from a place of interior design with plants. I call myself a plant stylist. So I don't do as much like outdoor landscapes, but I do interior, uh, you know, just uh, plant scaping is what I like to call it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I still do some of that, but my major focus right now is really on spiritual life coaching and energy work. And then of course I write, you know, I have my book that just came out. And then I also do uh, moon letters where every month Mm -hmm. I share the energies of the new moon and the full moon. So you just subscribe to my newsletter for that. I often share a ritual you can do with it as well. And um, I'm starting to do more in-person moon circles around as well, because for a while it was mainly Mm -hmm. all just just like here's something you could do at home oh yeah 
you know, with COVID and everything. <laughs> but now that we're coming back out, you know, doing moon circles. So really the spiritual life coaching is my, my focus right now. And for me, I'm okay. kind of niched in that my spiritual life coaching really focuses on helping people grow their intuitive gifts and their energetic understanding okay. and utilizing their relationship Beautiful. with nature to feel more magical. So everything that I do is going to incorporate a very personal, intimate, uh, creative relationship with nature, with the natural world. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. So tell me how this book got into this world. Like how did this all come about? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to try and keep this brief too, because <laughs> there's such a magical story around this book. So what was funny is that when I was writing my first book, as soon as I finished writing it and kind of was waiting for it to come out, you know, doing all the edits and stuff. Yeah. I had this idea of, I want to write a book that's all about how plants benefit people from a physical standpoint, a, a mental and emotional standpoint, and from a spiritual yeah. standpoint too. And so I was starting to like write this book proposal for it. I had sent it to my first agent, my first publishing house. My editor at the time loved it. They brought it to their marketing team and they were like, yeah, we don't really know how to sell this book or position it. So we're not going to move forward with it. Oh my gosh. So I took a few months off to kind of be like, okay, what am I going to do with this? I got yeah. rejected, Blah, rejection, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yeah. I, that's, that's when I really started investing in myself in some of these courses for intuitive development in particular, because I always knew I had intuitive gifts. I was a kid who would often have like somewhat predictive dreams. I knew that I could read people's minds, but it was never in a place of like, I don't like to use the word control, but I could, it was never something I could kind of yeah. call upon. It kind of just happened to me. And okay. I, I didn't feel like I had any ability to really connect in with it and use it like a tool, which, which it is. I believe our intuition is right, one of our tools. Right. Um, so I always knew I had it, but I didn't know how to work with it, how to develop it. And working with the plants, I felt even more that I had it. Cause every now and then I, like I said, I could feel their energy as I was yeah, working with them. Yeah. And sometimes in meditation, I would hear them talk to me and send me messages of love and acceptance and the message my plants in particular send to me quite often because I'm a, a recovering perfectionist is like yeah. we are not perfect we don't strive to be why are you like we don't get this you know? what are you doing <laughs> right right so I wanted, I wanted to feel that more. I wanted to feel more mm. able to connect in with my intuitive gifts. So I started like doing more courses, worked with a writing coach and found a new literary agent and started sending the book proposal out all over the place, got so much rejection. But again, all of that rejection was helping me develop yeah. my own gifts. It was giving me time wow. to cultivate you know, who, what I, what I'm able to offer, what, how I'm able to connect. And finally I heard back from this one publishing house that were like, you know, this is really interesting. It feels really mm -hmm. big. It feels kind of like an encyclopedia, but what if we were to focus only on the spiritual side of working with plants? Mm -hmm. What would that look like? So I got so excited because I'm like, that's me. That's how I live. <laughs> and so I totally rewrote the book proposal. I was uh. so so excited and I was very much attached to it yes, and to yes. the outcome, you know, as, as one does of when course. they're really into something. Um, and when I sent it in, like my literary agent loved it, the editor loved it and they brought it to the marketing team and the marketing team was like, 
we don't know how to sell this book. <laughs> so I got another like big rejection uh, and God. I was a little bit crushed for a few days. And then I was like, okay, I just, I'm not getting stuck here. What's next? And within a few days okay. I heard yeah. back from my editor or lady who turned out to be my editor, but the woman who was interested yeah. in my initial idea. And she's like, what if we reposition this less about the spiritual side of, you know, the benefits of plants, but what more about like the plant magic, you know, everyone got plants over COVID. Now, how can people be yeah. really intentional with working with their plants? How should they style their plants? How can they use their plants to bring in more spiritual connection or senses of like mm. magic into their life? And so I had to sit with that to be like, okay, first of all, does that resonate with me and what I do? Yeah. And in order to do that, I had to really define magic for myself because I think magic is one of those words that we throw around, but it's mm -hmm. kind of like success where you're like, it's this word we throw around, but what does it actually mean to me? Right? right because right, yeah. success magic those are words that can be really really personal so i sat with this understanding okay what is magic to me well magic to me is the understanding that everything is actually energy and the knowing that we can then intentionally move shift transform yeah. manipulate that energy and once Absolutely. i had that definition i was like that is exactly what I do with plants and what I've always yeah. done with plants. When I started working with plants, it was the magic of transforming my inner world. Mm -hmm. It was the magic of transforming my belief of who I was and what was possible for me. It was really the magic of turning off the anxious brain and being present yeah. in my soul. I mean, really, that's what happened when I first started oh working with plants. So once I defined magic and recognized what that meant to me, I was like, yeah. whoa, this is totally the book I'm supposed to write. Amazing. And what was amazing was that as I was writing the book, actively writing it, as I was working on the magical plant profiles, because there's 45 magical plant profiles in here, mm -hmm. I had this process where I would do some research on the plant in terms of like the ecology of the plant, the physiology of the plant, the medicines of the plant, if they've been utilized for that, the history of using the plant you know, magic wise or metaphysically wise. And then I would sit with each plant in meditation and ask the plant to come through and share mm. an energy, a wisdom, some guidance for us right now. So it was really cool because first of all, I had this knowing as I was writing that like, this is actually the book I had conceptualized to begin with, but the oh universe knew so much better than me how yeah. this book was gonna come out. And all of that rejection got me to the place where I could sit in meditation and have this really personal connection to the plants, like really bring my mm. own magic into the pages of this book, which if I had gotten that original book deal, that wouldn't have been in there. It would have been yeah. such a different book and there wouldn't yeah. have had all this magic woven into it. And I get a lot of feedback from people about the book that they can really feel that sense mm -hmm. within it. And what was cool too is some of the rituals in the book. Yeah. As I was creating the rituals, I called in like the most amazing magic. There's with the lemon balm, there's a manifestation spell jar ritual. Oh, yeah. And I, when I was kind of perfecting that ritual, when I was working on it, yeah. I ended up calling in this amazing gig 
last year where I ended up planting almost 300 of my amethyst succulents for Ariana Grande's gift boxes. Shut (laughs) up. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And that's the magic of opening to the opportunities to the, I don't want to use the word magic again, but that's really the magic of nature and the magic of working with plants is recognizing that things are so much more both simple and complex than we know. Mm -hmm. And it's also this like magic of releasing the control. And one of the things that I love and I hope comes through with this book in particular is to recognize that it's not the crystals or the plants themselves that are making this magic happen. It's you conducting the crystal Mm -hmm. energy and the plant energy in very intentional ways that's making the magic happen. So it's you that are the magic sauce here. It's always going to be you that are the most magic, but we can utilize these amazing, generous tools from nature to help Mm us amplify, infuse, and feel more into our own magic. And then, of course, to get very specific and more focused in what we're calling in as well. So beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just love, I love the format and the illustrations are so gorgeous. How did you find your um, illustrator? That was through my publishing house. She's amazing. She is a Chilean uh, artist and illustrator. Her name is Maya Hanish. Um, She's incredible. And I... The, my editor sent me a couple of different illustrators to look through and I really loved Maya's mm-hmm. stuff because I love that it had this like realistic kind of almost like scientific realism to it but it also had this sense yeah. of kind of magical like whimsy so to me it had this oh, yeah. beautiful sense of like magical realism in the sense of like Isabel Allende or Gabriel Garcia Marquez where it like feels very real and tangible but there's also that sense of like the mystical and the magical, Mm -hmm. which to me is so what this book is about and really what I'm about, which is kind of a grounded approach to magic, a grounded approach to spirituality. Um, My spirituality is very earth-based. I am never Mm -hmm. trying to ascend away from earth. I'm trying to actually bring more of earth energy into me and connect the energy of earth with the energy of the cosmos. Like I see myself just like the trees. I am a bridge to help connect earth with heaven. All of us are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and yeah, so my, my publishing house, Hardy Grant are incredible. My editor, Kate Burkett was so amazing. The graphic designer, um, Olivia Bush, she's incredible. And it was like this beautiful, this is one of the nice things about getting a traditional publishing deal. You have a team of people who really help you Mm. so that you can have this like end product that not only has words that really resonate, but has a a look and a feel that people really resonate with as well. And one of the things that's interesting about this book, that's I think a little different than other plant books or plant magic books, is that I actually really dive into the sun, the moon, the Mm -hmm. elements, the directions, the seasons. Oh yeah, you really get in there. And I I have a whole section on the chakras because I'm an energy worker and the magic that I work with plants has a lot to do with the human energy system. So there's a whole focus on the chakra system and how we can work with nature to help feel more balance through each chakra. And then for each plant profile, I also share 
like you can see a little bit. Uh, you, I share um, different crystals that go with yeah. that plant, the chakras that are that plant helps to balance, the element that rules that plant, how you can magically work with that plant, and then of course just information about the plant, what it wants to share, and then there's a number of rituals in there as well that include spells, include some recipes like teas and tinctures, include some guided meditations. So it's got a lot in there. <laughs> kind of like me. We cover a lot. Yeah. It's jam-packed for sure. I absolutely adore this book. Um, I would love to maybe give some people some tangible things that they can take away just from our conversation today. You know, we spoke yeah. a little bit about like a list of, of top um, house plants for motivational energy and then also for restorative energy. Can you maybe give us a, a couple for each one of those sort of areas yeah. and, and how to how to use that? I would love that. So one of the things I talk about in the, in the book a lot is whether the plant that you're working with, especially in your home, is going to have more of the restorative, more kind of feminine, not feminine in terms of gender, but just that kind of more feminine yin right. energy of restoration or whether the plant's going to be a little bit more, more motivational, a little bit more active and have more yang energy, more of the masculine energy. So my favorite, mm -hmm. my top five plants for that yang energy um, would be yes. uh, one Sansevieria or snake plant. Oh my gosh amazing. I always tell my clients they look and feel like an exclamation point mm -hmm. because they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sansevieria, uh, Dracaena or dragon tree, palm trees, especially like the, you know, the palms you can bring into your home. Those are yeah. also amazing for motivation. Uh, aloe vera is another one that I love. And aloe vera can kind of go both ways because that's one of my favorites, both for yang and for yin. Mm, so it's nice. a great one for balance. So just yeah. so you know, like those motivational energies, best yeah. place to put those in your home, social areas, workspaces. So like in your office, in your mm. studio, if you actually have a workout space, yeah. Sansevierias and some of these like very motivational plants are fantastic for that. Plus mm -hmm. they create more oxygen for you as you're breathing a little heavier, right? Mm -hmm. So they're great mm -hmm. for that. Now for more yin spaces, your bedrooms, your like place where you just want to sit and watch TV or something, yeah. then I would recommend some other plants. So pothos would be my first. Also okay. very easy to care for. Sometimes people call them devil's ivy. Personally, I don't like that name. I like to call them infinite ivy instead because <laughs> I think I'm like devil's ivy. That seems mean. Um, that? So pothos <laughs> is fantastic. I also love philodendron. Now, some philodendron might be a little bit more yang, but for the most part, philodendron have more yin restorative energies, okay. which I love. I also love syngonium or arrowhead leaf plants mm. or arrow leaf, arrowhead, arrow leaf. The common names I kind of get <laughs> confused yeah. with sometimes because there could be so many. But Syngonium is one of my favorite. Um, I also really love orchids. Orchids can be mm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, again, there's lots of different orchids out there. And some types of orchids have a bit more of the yang energy. But most of the ones we have in our homes are more of the yin energy. And okay. then aloe vera. And aloe vera, again, is one that you can utilize for both, oh, um, which I think is really cool that they they have this beautiful balance within them. So aloe vera, when you look at it, it kind of gets kind of pokey and spiny yeah. and that has that, and it has this like sculptural quality. I'm doing all these funny things. I know you're <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm being the aloe. Um, 
<laughs> they have this like sculptural, like moving upward energy, which is where the yang comes in. But when you're really right. working with aloe and with its energy, it's so much softer. It's so yeah. much more feminine. And especially if you want to work with some of the gel, especially in like aloe vera mm-hmm. in particular, it's so restorative for our skin. It can be restorative for our gut too. If we're you know good about making sure we clean off the latex from it before we eat it, that kind of thing. But it it has a restorative impact on the body. So in that sense, I really see it being super balanced. And it's one of the reasons why I like telling people it's a great plant to bring in to have both of those energies. And as we talked about in the beginning, when we're cultivating our home, it kind of is about both of those energies and recognizing when do we need more restoration Mm -hmm. and when do we need more motivation and learning to kind of discern and differentiate between those two and then knowing what tools can we use to help us. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about, you know, balancing that yin and the yang and and getting the energy right in the space so that it supports us with our our intentions and what's happening. That reminds me of the judgment card that you pulled earlier too. Yeah. That card was just right there with the scales and ready to go. And yeah, Yeah. it's like, it's so, it's so in alignment. You're going to create a beautiful workshop with our design, Kevin talking or working with the snake plant and protection. Can you give us a little bit about what that spell or what that ritual might do for us in our, in our spaces at home? Well, I think that I always, well, I, I'm a big fan that like everyone should have at least one plant in their home <laughs> just for lots of reasons. I mean, there's, you know, the style side of it, but what's really cool about the plants too, and this is part of their magic is some of the research that has shown us what happens to our brain when we see green. And I don't mean like the color green, I mean like foliage, you know, wow. um, just looking at leaves and looking at plants really has an impact on our autonomic nervous system and helps Mm -hmm. us move from the sympathetic nervous system, which is more of that fight or flight response into Mm -hmm. parasympathetic, which is more of the rest and digest. So, you know, with the stress we all have in our modern society, we don't realize how much we're operating in sympathetic and how sometimes it can feel hard to like relax, right? Like, Sometimes, I am right there. you know, have you ever, yeah, these moments where I'm supposed to be relaxing right now and I just can't, I can't. right? Like mm-hmm. that's us stuck in the sympathetic system and just spending time with plants, going out for a walk, filling your home with plants creates kind of like, and, and it's not even conscious. It's almost like the subconscious reaction in yeah. our brain to relax a little, breathe a little mm-hmm. deeper and, you know, just looking at the research and I'm kind of going into a tangent here, but there's a lot of scientific research that has shown that even just a view of plants from like Mm -hmm. a recovery room in a hospital post-surgery, if you have a view of a forest versus a view of a brick wall, you will heal faster with less need of pain medication or even anxiety medication. And you typically rate your stay at the hospital as more positive than if you didn't have that view. Or they also did the study with if you had like a plant in your room versus not having Mm. a plant in your recovery Mm. room. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of science behind how plants impact the nervous system and the brain in particular. But going back to snake plant, 
It's one of my favorite plants, super easy to care for. It's great for people who are beginning with plants okay. because it's very forgiving. It, it's one of the most independent plants you can bring into your home. Doesn't need to be babies awesome. at all. Um, but one of the reasons I love it is because it can be very empowering as well. I think a okay. lot of the times we talk a lot about infusing crystals, right? Like giving our crystals mm -hmm. a job. But I don't think we realize we can do the same thing with our plants, we can infuse our plants with an intention and ask the plant to do a specific job for us. And with the snake plant, I'm going to bring one down because I have one right here on yeah, my desk and yeah, I just yeah, kind of yeah. want to show it. So with the snake plant, we can actually give it this beautiful job of being a guardian for our home. One of the common names for this type of Sansevieria, which is a trifecta, is also St. George's sword because it kind of looks like a sword. Yeah. Yep. Right? So you can think of the snake plant as being the armed knight in front of your home or right inside your home that's protecting your home from any unwanted energies coming in and is keeping in what you've created inside that you want to keep. So you can infuse your snake plant as you either plant it or position it in your home. You can say some words, you can infuse it energetically right. to give it this job of becoming an energetic guardian for your space. And that's what we're going to do together. Yeah. So cool. And it's a ritual in the book too. Yeah. So if you don't have so, a chance to meet with us together too, just know yes. it's in the book. <laughs> the book for sure. It's everyday plant magic, uh, change your life through the magical energy of nature. Yeah. It's, and it's absolutely stunning. Like I said, I just grabbed it because it just called to me. I'm so happy. Oh, I'm so happy it did that. <laughs> I know. I love it. And this is the book that I'm gifting all of my design coven members. Um, <gasps> Yeah, for this. Season. Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> Thank you so much. What an honor that is. That yeah. is just wow, my heart. Thank you so so. So much. I might, I might, yeah, come to you. Maybe have you, you know, sign your your name and I would love them to for them. I think that yeah. would. Yeah, so I'll have to coordinate that. That'd be amazing. I would absolutely love to. And just um, so you know, I do also, you can purchase the book, you know, wherever books are sold, Amazon, Indie Book, all the places. But I also do have some books mm -hmm. for sale on my website, and those are signed copies. Oh, perfect. As well. Oh, so good. So, um, Raquel, what else do you have going on? Do you have any events happening? Do you have other things that you're kind of leading and. And all that. Yeah, I'm about to launch my first group coaching program all what? about cultivating your own intuition. And this is going to be an eight week uh. group coaching program. I'm taking about 10 people max because I want it to be a small group okay. so that we can really interactively yeah read each other and just have this very intimate interactive experience um, and it's really going to be all about diving into your intuition and learning how to use it like a muscle and work it out and trust in the information you're getting so that's coming in February and yeah that's what's that's what I got going on oh and then just in general um, I offer one-to-one -one sessions and the, my sessions okay. are around either plant consults. So I can kind of be like a plant liaison for people. I audit your home space or your business space. I talk to you about your lifestyle and the energies you want to bring in. And then I offer recommendations for plants as well as where to place them. And for some people, I'll even offer recommendations for caring for the plants, depending on how much they know about the plants or not. Yeah. I also offer one-to-one one -one energy sessions. I do chakra reads, which is more like a 30 
30, 40-minute thing where I just look at your chakras, tell you what's going on, and offer some suggestions to help bring back balance. And then I also have full energy sessions, which are typically about two hours long, where we get in and I get into every chakra, every layer of your aura. We're going to clean things out. We're going to re-energize. And as a medium, there's often a lot of stuff that comes through in a session. Like often there'll be ancestors that come in or guides, often spirit guides come in during sessions. And so I get to narrate and translate kind of what's happening there as well. Those are usually about two hours long. Um, And then I also offer intuitive reads, which I call spirit sessions, which is just an opportunity to sit with me, ask some for some guidance from spirit. There's often mediumship that comes in for that as well. So it's kind of like a mediumship intuitive read. And then I have coaching packages as well. I have four session, eight session and 12 session coaching packages that dive into all this stuff too yeah oh, and you can find it all on my website <laughs> yeah we're totally gonna be looking all of that up and um yeah checking out all of the things that you're having to offer it's so beautiful and the last thing you know i would love to know is what do you do to to stay grounded how do you stay centered and mindful yeah. in your everyday yeah that's such a beautiful question and such an important question right now too. Um, so for me, I do have a morning routine where every morning I do some just stretching and, and I do some movements that kind of open up each chakra. But the my non-negotiables for grounding yeah. and feeling centered in myself and feeling like just centered in my own energy. There are actually two things that I do. Both of them are in the book. The first one is called Activating Your Magic. And this is a ritual which basically you open up your root chakras and you extend your roots from your feet down into the earth. And then you pull that energy up into your body as you inhale. And I think that's really important because from an energetic perspective, what grounding Mm -hmm. actually means from an energy medicine view is to be connecting in and pulling in earth energy. That's what grounding actually is energy wise. So in order for me to ground, the first thing I always need to do is feel my roots extend into earth, my energetic roots extend into earth and feel Mm -hmm. myself pulling that energy up into my body. That alone could be enough. But for me and for being in my own essence, what I do from there is I also open the crown chakra and feel myself to begin to pull in from the cosmos as well. And when we do our snake plant um, spell together in February, I'll walk everyone through this. Oh my God. This, because... I I start every ritual with this because it's called activating your magic. This is getting you activated to then infuse things and clear things and just be in your magical space. So you have your root open, you have your crown open, you're pulling energy in from earth, you're pulling, pulling energy in from the cosmos. You let that energy just kind of dance around you, no forcing, no control, just letting it be inside of you. So you do about three breaths like that. And then you pull in and you very intentionally put all that energy into your solar plexus chakra. So right in the space right here, just kind of below where the rib cage splits. So you pull all the energy that you just pulled into your being, you pull it into your solar plexus until you feel, wow. it feels kind of like a bubbly sensation, this spark. And from for people who are very clairvoyant who kind of have a lot of active visions behind their closed eyes it's almost like you see yourself glowing from the inside out and when you get that feeling and you and what it does is you can't help but smile like it just brings a smile to your face when you really feel that activation and that feeling 
that full solar plexus and that sense of like spark and magic, that is self-love. That is the actual feeling of being immersed in loving yourself in this moment. Mm-hmm. And from that place, you can infuse things, you can clear things, you can connect more deeply with your own intuitive gifts. So that's a non-negotiable yeah. for me. So I do that every morning and I usually do it with a glass of lemon water. And then as soon as I get that going ah, and I kind of drink my water to seal it all in, then I do this practice yeah. where I turn to every direction with my lemon water. And this is a ritual that you can find under lemon in my book. I turn to each direction, I call in the direction and I call in the element that goes with that direction. I bring that in to my body, into my aura for balance. I thank it for what it offers. I ask it for balance and I do that for every direction until I feel completely infused with the energy that is me and the energy that is nature because I think they're in a lot of ways one and the same, letting that really move through me and those are my non-negotiables every day. Yeah. Oh my god. And it only it's takes so like good. 5 minutes. It like yeah. once you kind of get it down, I can do it all in 5 minutes. Mhm. Wow, and you're really in sync and yeah, you're right. Like this justice card and the balance. <laughs> I'm like that's what that whole entire <laughs> conversation really was about. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, I think maybe that's that's what we are all kind of asking to come back to in so many ways and and whatever spaces it feels like we're kind of being pulled to these like polar opposites from each other but in reality that's not truly how we feel we're all really more in balance and in the middle um so it's kind of this recognition of this the soul desire and the soul connection already to to balance and and to understanding that the world isn't black and white like i think we are sold this idea of right and wrong and black and white and it's got to be this way or that way and that's just not it's just not true you got to figure yeah. out what's what's right or wrong for you for this moment. You know, Absolutely. of course, we can get into ethics and morals, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, but but I think again, coming back to that place of acceptance, coming back to the place of the heart chakra, compassion, acceptance, mm-hmm. unconditional love, and one of the things I speak about in the book is that every single plant, first and foremost, are heart chakra balancers. Mm. Every single plant, first and foremost, touches us in the heart chakra space. And that's because plants create the air we breathe and the heart chakra governs our lungs and our breath. So the way that we connect in with plants, the relationship we have with them is from the heart. And it's always been from the heart and it will always be from the heart. Mm. And what's cool about that too, is when I'm doing energy sessions on people, 80% of the time when I'm in people's heart chakras, I'm in the most gorgeous like jungle rainforest like old growth forest so beautiful some of my clients i'm in outer space or on different planets but 80 percent of the time i am in this just glorious forest when i'm in the heart chakra unbelievable and can you share how can people find you and you know what's your instagram or your website how can we connect with you and and dive into these sessions and And, you know, as designers, I think having you in our back pocket to have somebody to be able to, you know, work with you and collaborate with you to bring in these beautiful plants into people's homes, I think would be such a huge asset um, in our service. I love that. Thank you. 
I am totally mm. open for that invitation. Love it. I have worked <laughs> with some designers for that in the past, and I would love to work with more, especially for people who want to bring in crystals wow. too, because I can also work with the energy mm -hmm. of crystals to um, create recommendations for you know what we might want to bring in or what we might want to remove yeah. as well. So to find me, it's pretty easy. Um, I've got the same name pretty much on all the sites, which is Infinite Succulent singular so you can find me at on instagram at infinite succulent you can also find me on tiktok at infinite succulent and on youtube i'm not really on facebook you guys like um, yeah. stuff goes on there but i don't go on there it's not a place i like to be so i don't spend much time there but you can definitely find me on my website infinite succulent.com and if you love what you've heard if you want to dive in more if you just want to geek out over yeah. plants and crystals and chakras and energy and magic please, please DM me or send me an email through their website. I love just dialoguing on all this. And I love connecting with more people mm. who feel the same way I do about our relationship with nature. Yeah. And you know, I, is it okay if I share one more thing? Yeah, absolutely. Because this came in in meditation this morning. I'm about to start a program to learn more about somatics and the, uh, the pelvic floor and just kind of understanding the nervous system even more. Yeah. And I had this phrase come into my head in meditation this morning, which was that it's now time to co-regulate with earth. Mm because co-regulation is a big term in kind of like the somatic world, which is the idea of like two, like people and relationships, we have to co-regulate with each other. We breathe with each other. We look into each other's eyes. We, you know, and like with a, with a child, when you think about a child who's having a temper tantrum and you hold them and you're just trying to have them co-regulate with you and bring their yeah. nervous system back down. And I just yeah. got this hit that like the earth is now asking for us again to co-regulate with her. Like we're all needing to kind of co-regulate with earth and wow. a great example of that you can see is in this season right like how many mm -hmm. people are you talking to right now and they're like i'm so tired yeah <laughs> i'm like, so well. tired and the truth yeah the truth is is that it's winter we're supposed to be hibernating we're supposed to yeah. be taking it slow and easy but in our modern society this has become the busiest season of the year. There's parties, there's shopping, there's selling, there's, and it's just, we are not co-regulated <laughs> with Earth and her. Not right. <laughs> At least here on the Northern Hemisphere. All our Southern Hemisphere friends, good job, good on you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You're in summer. That's when Christmas should be, I guess. <laughs> right, right. For but sure. for those of us up here, it's like we kind of have to fight society to come back to a place of what our body's actually asking for. So I know yeah. personally, I've really been working in a lot of rest into mm -hmm. this season because it's been, mm -hmm. I launched a book a month ago. It's been a really busy season for me too. And mm -hmm. um, just making sure that I create the space for the rest, for the hibernation has been yeah. so vital, especially these last two years. Cause last year in the winter, I was writing a book. My, my manuscript was due oh, yeah. at the beginning of January. So. <laughs> Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So, so just you've had a couple of years sure. of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I can feel when I'm starting to get like a, I don't want to say burnt out because I'm, I don't feel like mm -hmm. I'm super burnt, but like, a, you know, just a little bit burnt yeah. out when you're kind of like, I don't yeah. feel like I have a lot of motivation or inspiration. I kind of don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in those moments, having some grace for myself, some compassion for myself, and also giving my body what it needs so that then the motivation, yeah. the inspiration comes back again. 
for sure. Yeah, we need that restoration, that restorative energy for sure in the slowdown. Yeah. And that's why in my house, oh. you'll see that I've got plants like everywhere. And I, I often do yeah. pair like in my, on my workspace right here, I have paired Dracaena, Dragon Tree and Sansevieria for motivation. But I also have a Syngonium right here on my on my desk mm. to bring in more of that receptivity, more of that restorative element and to have a sense of balance in my workspace too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Raquel, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and the insights behind the book. And just, it was really cool being able to talk to you and have the person that created this, like bring it to life and, and share everything that you did. And, and we're going to have so much fun in our, our time together in person. And we'll be sharing all the details of that um, to come with the design coven and yeah, thank you. Oh my goodness, Rachel. Thank you so much for inviting me. I was so excited when I got your DM. And thank you for creating this beautiful space for people to be able to talk about energy from a standpoint of design. I think that, and also talk about just like yeah. the holistic quality of life, of our just living from the standpoint uh, yes. of our, yeah. our homes. Um, I just think it's such a beautiful thing you've created. So thank you so much. It's been such an honor. Thank you. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry, Blake Ferris for all of her special help with the podcast, our social media posts, newsletter, and lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.